Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we praise the Lord our God for his goodness, his power, his might, his love, his forgiveness, his long-suffering with all of the people on the earth. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian non-denominational Protestant church, internet, international church. And we welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to thank the Lord for this opportunity to share the gospel with all who are willing to listen and to obey the Lord. We want to thank the Lord for this opportunity. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? I want to encourage you to get your King James Version of the Bible and your notepad so that we can take notes and make sure that we get all that God has for us tonight so that we can obey him. Amen? We want to make sure. In this hour of time that we are consistently obeying the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, as we come before you tonight, we want to thank you for the umbrella of the blood of Jesus over us. We thank you, Lord, for your protection around us. We thank you, Lord, for your power and grace within us. And we thank you, Father, for continuing to lead us in the path of life that you have called us to. We break break the power of the enemy, attacking the minds of the membership of MIC. We take authority, dominion, and power over lackadaisical in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for opening the eyes of the blind that they might see that they might hear, we thank you for opening their ears. We thank you for opening their understanding that they might receive from your spirit. The word of God is rich, and to some degree, it's still free. And we thank you for the word of God to us tonight, in Jesus' name. We lift up to you, Lord, those that are still struggling with the aftermath of natural disasters. We ask that you release them from the bondage that's been placed on their lives because of it. We ask that you open up ways for them to move and to get around and to do the things that they've been, that they need to do. We ask you, Lord, to keep them healthy and safe in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're a newcomer, you may use your browser, whether it's on a computer or a laptop or a tablet, and type in 
MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. And when the page comes up, MIC Radio Chat will be in right across the banner at the top. MIC Radio Chat, right to your left. Click that. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes again, type in one of the names that's on your birth certificate that are yours and your greeting for the saints, and the saints will respond to you in love. Amen? Amen. If you're using a cellular device, the instructions are similar to you. Use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines. It will open the rest of the links up to you. You may choose MIC Radio Chat Room and follow the same directions. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, saints, God has been dealing with us about the inner workings of our heart, and he's continuing to do the same. He wants some change. He's been sowing good seed into our hearts, and he wants us to respond to him in love, humility, and obedience. Amen? Amen. And we're going to do just that. We're going to do uh, just that. We pray that everyone has recovered from the chill and is warming up now. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you that you are never too busy for us. In fact, you are our refuge and strength. You are our very present help in times of busyness and trouble. Your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, reminds us to come unto him when we labor and feel overburdened because he will give us rest. We thank you, Father, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Lord, help us to keep our minds stayed on you at all times because we know this will bring us into your perfect peace. And your perfect peace rules and reigns in our hearts and in our minds. We seek your guidance, Lord God, to help us arrange our priorities properly. Guide us and help us to think your thoughts as we let the mind of Christ have its rightful authority in our lives. We trust you, Father, because you are our God and our deliverer. 
We will not let our hearts be troubled or afraid. This is possible only because Jesus has given us his peace. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord, that you have ordained peace for us and that you have wrought all your works in our lives. Therefore, during this time of busyness in our lives, we will not worry. Instead, we will let all of our requests be made known unto you through our prayer life with thanksgiving. Even as we pray, Lord, you are giving us your great peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you for keeping our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. We love your word, Father, and this brings great peace to our soul. Because of your word, we know nothing shall be able to offend us during this busy season in our lives. Lord, we will approach all of our responsibilities from a spiritual perspective rather than a carnal mind because we know that to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Thank you, Lord, for your life and your peace to us. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we plead the blood of Jesus, the merits of the shed blood of Jesus, over our minds. Over our minds. Amen. Sometimes, Lord, we forget to consecrate before we come up on the broadcast. We come, away, you know, at just as we left work or left whatever we had to attend to, and we're kind of in a hurry, want to get on the broadcast, got to do this, got to do that, and we forget to take those couple of minutes sanctifying, setting ourselves apart just for you so that our minds are not still cluttered with the events of the day, that our hearts are still not overwhelmed with all of the drama that goes on every day. Thank you, Father, for helping us to remember to sanctify ourselves, to consecrate ourselves, to come apart just those few minutes and honor you before we come up on the broadcast so that when we come, we are open to receive from you. We're no longer in a carnal, fleshly mind. However, we are now open to hear what you have to say to us. We want to thank you, Lord, for helping us to grab those couple of minutes to take authority, dominion, and power over what's going on with our minds and in our lives. And thank you, Lord, for reminding us to disconnect 
from all of that, that we might be centered in Christ. Amen? Disconnect so that we can be centered in Christ and receive the fullness of what you're giving us. We want to thank you and give you praise for teaching us how to enter into your presence. How to enter into your presence. How to stay in your presence. How to work in your presence. How to live in your presence. When we place you first, when we devote ourselves to you, when we consecrate to you, you take over the steering wheel. But when we go off on our own, it's just us. We thank you, and we give you praise, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over all the anxiety and the stress of this week and today. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We command it to separate from us now in the name of Jesus. We have come into the presence of the Lord to hear the word of God to us, that we might obey him, that we might walk in close companionship with him. Thank you, Lord for reminding us that this is what we ought to do. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we cast all of our care upon you now. Whatever our care has been up until this point, we obey the scriptures, and we cast our care upon you now. The totality of it, all of it, every itty-bitty little thing, We cast it upon you now, and we thank you, Lord. The burden goes when we obey the word. The burden is lifted when we do what you say to do. When we enter into your gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, and we enter into your courts with praise, the burden is lifted. We can see clearly. We can hear from God. We can set our hearts to obey you. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your graciousness toward us. We thank you for the armor of God, Lord. We thank you that our loins are covered with the spirit of truth. We are human and we are prone to err, but the spirit of truth will bring us into correction. The spirit of truth will bring us out of doubt to faith if we allow him to. We wear the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We have taken the shield of faith 
and we have been using it to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We wear the helmet of salvation. It covers our mind. It covers our mind. And we take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We thank you that we're covered in the blood of Jesus, that you've made us the head and not the tail. You are our shepherd, and we shall not want. You have already supplied all our needs according to your riches and glory, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we obey your word, and we cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we bring every single thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We bind every thought in Jesus' name. We cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, because we know that you care for us. So thank you for releasing divine health into our being. You are the God who heals us, and by the stripes of the Lord Jesus, we have been healed. We thank you for prosperity and good health, and we serve you in joy. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous, Tory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his evil angels, and his wicked powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, listeners, familiar demons, electronic digital demons and technology demons and their attacks, Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all Kundalini brainwashing spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, Unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, all sorcery devils and their attacks, pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence and smart dust, smart dust spirits, all seducing, womanizing drone spirits, quartum spell the voices of the stranger in their attacks, the Havana syndrome, 
brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. Thank you, Lord. All targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons in their attack, all microwave attacks, all debilitating sonic frequencies in their attack, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism and mind control by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks, Designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and all components. We take authority, dominion, and power over all weaponry coming against human beings on the earth from what we know to be as outer space and other galaxies, from every star, every satellite, orbit, every station planted on, on a planet, from the global positioning system, from all the satellites that have been launched into what we call outer space, from all of their interference on the earth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, from all of their interference on the earth. From all the manipulations that are done from that place. We bind all the weaponry coming against human beings on this planet through the cell towers, and through our electronic and technological devices. In Jesus' name, we return to sender. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back. All microwave attacks go back in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American. Witch doctors in South America. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Binding demons in Argentina in the name of Jesus. Rinda de Bruca, Bebe Berula de Yosula de Yakir Shete de Berusa. 
Thank you, Father. We give you the praise. We take authority, dominion, and power over witchcraft and occult work in the island, in the name of Jesus, in indigenous groups, in tribal groups, in pagan groups. In every cult, every coven, in every conclave, covens of witches, covens of warlocks, covens of wizards. Covens of shamans. Covens of non-governmental organizations. Covens of groups under the umbrella of the Illuminati. We bind your plans, your hopes, and your dreams in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. We uproot your plans in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over your false governance in the name of Jesus. We bring it down in the name of Jesus. Down to the feet of Jesus. All of your agendas are bound in Jesus' name. All of your man-made diseases are bound in Jesus' name. We close the gateway that you open for man-made diseases in Jesus' name. Lord, the Bible says there's a door you close and no man can open. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. 
We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind all Latin and Caribbean um, black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal form, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them in their shifted form for eternity. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications. We bind all queens of the coast. And we bind all rituals done on the phases of the moon in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves. And every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. You're bound in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority, dominion, and power over the occult witchcraft done on the full moon and the other phases of the moon. We bind it. We We bind every demon, every entity, every spirit involved in the name of Jesus Christ. We call for a cessation of such evil works in Jesus' name. We bind the effects of the occultism and the witchcraft that's done on these phases of the moon on human beings in the name of Jesus Christ. We return it to senders in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it back to where it originated in the name of Jesus Christ, according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, undermine, despise, bewitch, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders. According to the covenant, we bind false flags. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender. According to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, Every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. We are astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. 
no demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender or witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and app, binding all abortions as a magical ritual, binding all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, and such in Jesus' name. Binding all tribal witchcraft, returning to sender in the name of Jesus. Binding all Chaldean witchcraft, hexes, vexes, and such. And returning to sender according to the covenant in Jesus' name. Pulling down all protection in the name of Jesus. Binding all Spanish witchcraft. Returning to sender in Jesus' name. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. Binding superficial religious acts. Binding every act of sexual sin. Binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells. Binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons, and stripping them of their crowns and powers, transferring it to Jesus Christ, binding all conjurations and summoning of demons, binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, Magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, and golems in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience. Martial art, yoga, transcendental meditation, Antichrist and ideologies, doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, rukade, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness and send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, Worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, 
violence, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, on and all false deities in Jesus' name. We bind Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet in its 72. We chain you with eternal chains and darkness, and we send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources in Jesus' name. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, and pledge in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, their charters, all the rituals of secret society, and those of the affiliated organizations in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive. What the Spirit of God says to the church, we repent of an evil heart of unbelief and accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us to be bound and leave us now in the name of Jesus, including all demons coming through the web pages of the computer or the cell phone. We bind them and return any curses in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and elsewhere. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians especially those that are being persecuted and were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place, including the January 6th prisoners. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus, and we cover our mode of transportation in the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over spirits, entities, animals, demons crossing our path, even inanimate objects in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have released your angels ahead of us to protect us, 
We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the day and night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams. Anyone or anything attempting to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We ask for giant warrior angels. We thank you that you've already released them to protect us and our property as we sleep and rest. We thank you for the wall of fire that, that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you, Lord, for the angels that you have released on our behalf. We thank you for the praising angels, but most of all, we thank you for your very presence in our midst. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, anything sent from the enemy's camp. And we sever from ourselves. We destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, Wizards, warlocks, witches, witch doctors, sorcerers, and divinators and liars in Jesus' name. We break the power of every charm, love spell, vex, hex, curse, fetish, all witchcraft, psychic thoughts and powers, bewitchments, jinxes, all mind control, voodoo, magic, sorcery, sickness, pain, and torment, destruction, incense and candle burnings, incantations, Ungodly blessings, crystals, root works, tribal rituals, and sin, and we return them to sender in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, and we give you the praise. We return from whence it came, all spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, spirits of wizardry, sorcery, blindness, bondage, heaviness, fear, and hate. We thank you, Father, for setting the captive free in the name of Jesus Christ, and we release the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus, our Lord, over all the saints of Miracle Internet Church, and everyone said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. you, Lord. Our featured... Psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 103. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. And our featured ebook is Power of the Name of Jesus Bible Study. Those links are in the chat room. Please avail yourself to them. So tonight, Saints, tonight we're going to we're going to ask you a question. God's asking a question. And the question is, you in a hurry? Are you? Are you in a hurry? In a hurry, Saints? Why? Well, let's let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. Proverbs 
chapter 21 of the diligence tend only to plenteousness. The thoughts of the diligence tend only to plenteousness. So if your thoughts are not tending toward plenteousness, you need to keep binding every thought in Jesus' name. Amen? Just like you determine that you're going to alter your diet, you need to alter the way you deal with your thought life. You decide that you're you're going to eat a certain thing, a certain way, because you believe that it will improve your health outcome. So you make a change. You make the decision, you make the change. In the very same way, if you truly want your thoughts to tend only to plenteousness, you will need to bind every thought in Jesus' name. There is a reason and a purpose for 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It's there for us to implement. It's there for us to perform it. It's there for us to do it and reap the outcome. Amen? So the thoughts of the diligent, notice you must be diligent with this work. It can't be sometiming, on again and off again. It has to be consistent, and it has to be performed. Amen? The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty only to walk. So that means diligence works into plenteousness. And hastiness, carelessness, bring want. Amen? Amen. Haste often brings an over-eagerness to act. Haste often brings an over-eagerness to act. It also offers to us a lack of caution in acting or speaking. It also offers to us a lack of caution in acting or speaking. For some reason, we find ourselves only interested in quick results. Just interested in getting a result. Got to get a result. Got to have it. Got to have it right now. Leading us walking headlong into recklessness. Walking headlong into recklessness. Now, I'm going to believe that most of us... have seen the lawless and reckless driving 
that's been going on in our cities and on our highways, where people drive as if they are the only person on the road. And in so doing, they endanger the lives of others and their own. It is a complete lack of regard for the danger or consequences of one's actions. It's rash behavior. It is the state of mind. Notice, it's in the mind where a person deliberately and unjustifiably pursues a course of action while consciously disregarding any risk flowing from such an action. I'm going to say that again. Recklessness is a state of mind where a person on purpose and with no just cause pursues a course of action while consciously, deliberately, and intentionally disregarding any risks that result from such action. So, the Bible is telling us that this is not where we're supposed to be. This is not where the Christian, where the saint, where the, the, where the believer is to be. We're not supposed to be reckless, utterly concerned about the consequences, unconcerned, excuse me, about the consequences of some action. We just throw caution to the wind. That's not the behavior of a believer. It's not found in Christ, and therefore, it should not be found in us. Amen? It ought not to be in us. Saints, don't be a racehorse. Racehorses are careless and reckless. Saints, don't be a racehorse. They're just going to take off in a direction and do whatever they feel like doing and forget about the consequences. No, all actions bring consequences. All actions bring consequences. You should be following the Holy Spirit into the best outcome, the best course of action for the best outcome. That's right. The sons of God are to be led by the Spirit of God. So as a saint of God, you should be following following the Holy Spirit into the best course of action. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, It is folly and shame unto him. 
He that answereth the matter before he hears it, it is foolishness and shame unto him, the Bible says. Amen? What a shame. And yes, how stupid to do so. To make a decision to decide for knowing the fact or the truth. You will not find this behavior in the Godhead. And it should not be found in any saint of God. Amen? We should never be prejudiced. We should never prejudge a situation prejudge what somebody else might think or feel according to our own opinion without the facts nor the truth. Judgmental people have a hard time with this because they have a proclivity, a tendency, a weakness to prejudge people, prejudge circumstances, Prejudge responses and reactions, many times to their own hurt, causing them to walk in unrighteous judgment. The Bible clearly teaches that we are to have righteous judgment. Well, righteous judgments are in truth. Someone takes an action that you don't particularly agree with. So you make a judgment that they don't want you to have a certain thing. You do not know whether that's the truth or a lie, but you make a judgment. That means you are in sin. And when they correct you and tell you their motivation You don't self-correct. You are in sin. And it is foolishness and shame to you. Amen? Do we all understand that? You cannot decide what somebody else thinks or feels in their heart. You're not them. You have no right to do such. Amen? And the Bible says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. So that means you can't go to someone else and gossip your own opinion of the situation. You are in sin. So you met Mary. You spent all of 30 minutes with Mary, and you run over to Bob and say, well, I think Mary is a witch. God has not spoken to you. He's given you no revelation. You have no unction from the Holy Spirit, but you're running your mouth. You're in sin. Amen? You are in sin. So, Uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 29, 
verse 20. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 20. Seest thou a man that is hasty in his word, that is reckless and careless in his word, that does not use discretion in his word? There is more hope of a fool than of him, the Bible says. There is more hope of a fool than of him. Amen? Amen. God says you're busy, got your mouth flapping. You haven't checked in with him. Amen. You haven't checked in with him? Referring to your own opinion as though it is the authority, when it is not, you're in sin. And the Bible says clearly right here that there is more hope for a fool than for you. That means you need to do something about this. Amen? That's what that means. The Bible teaches, saints, that there is more hope for a fool than for a person of a quick temper. Often a hot-tempered person starts fights and strife and gets into all kinds of trouble, even divorce. There are some divorces that might have been averted had someone closed their mouth. But no, there was kindling to that fire, and somebody kept it going. Amen. God is requiring this of us, saints. He's requiring this. You see, saints, of, saints if you do something in hate, You do it hurriedly and often carelessly, errors that should be avoided. You see, once the words are out of the gate, uh, it's difficult to try to rein them back in. Amen? It's difficult to try to rein them back in. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2. Be not rash with thy mouth. Be not rash. Be not reckless. Be not careless. Be not, be not lawless with your mouth. And let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. Don't be so quick to mouth off. For God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore, as a result of this truth, let thy words be few. Amen. And it is so. So, 
some of us are yet to learn that it is better to keep our ears open and our mouths shut. We seem to 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 just forget about the fact that there ought to be a gate over our mouth that that just will not let just any words fly out. Some of us don't understand that we actually are expected to stay in our own lane. We talk about this periodically, but some of us are still having great difficulty staying in our own lane. Our nose, for some reason, is forever wandering across the boundary into someone else's domain. We don't understand that there are boundaries and that we are called to honor them. Amen? There are boundaries. We are boundaries. There are boundaries. There are boundaries. Yes, that means you can't just haul off and say anything you feel like saying because you feel like saying it. Got it? God is expecting us to do that. Be not rash with thy mouth. Amen? Praise the Lord. It's, It's real. Fools don't even realize that it is sinful to make rash promises to God. Well, it is. Because if you make a promise to God, he expects you to keep it. That's part of the covenant. Saints, God is in heaven above. We are here below on earth. So make your promises sure and true and few. Yes, so make your promises sure, true, and few. Being too busy... Too much multitasking opens us up to nightmares. Being too busy, too much multitasking opens us up to nightmares. So, saints, behaving as a fool does produces a blabbermouth. You see, throughout life, we have all kinds of examples. And we can choose to keep or to reject the example. So, if you don't want the consequences of being a blabbermouth, you should not choose that example. should not be an example to you in your life that you want to emulate, that you want to copy. You see, blabbermouths think that their opinion is the best thing going, and they can't wait to tell whatever little morsel of gossip they think they know. They overextend themselves beyond the boundaries of courtesy and discretion. 
Yes, they have bad manners. A blabbermouth is a person who overindulges. That's right, overindulges in talking without proper discretion. They talk way too much and often tell everything that they think they know. They do not have proper boundaries on their speech. They are reckless in speech, just like you see these people cutting in and out of traffic, going from one extreme, one um, one lane on the highway, all across, zigzagging all across all the others, and then jumping off an exit. The same way. It's the same demon. They rush to conclusions. And they leave many problems in their wake. If you have any questions, feel free to email pastor at gproom at outlook.com. Amen. These folk love gossip. Now, somewhere along the path in life, they determined that gossip was the way to socialize. But God does not see it that way. God sees it as sin. Jesus does not care for you telling the whole world or everybody who will listen to you everything you think you know. When he wants to use a mouth, he wants it to have some reliability behind it. That those that hear what comes out of that mouth will have confidence in what is being uttered. But if you're a blabbermouth and a gossip, nobody's going to pay much attention to the words that come out of your mouth. Why? Because you've already established that all you do is just tell anything you hear. Amen. You see, it's hard to have a testimony that brings respect from others if you use your mouth illegally. Amen. So blabbermouths and people that are reckless in speech and rushing to conclusions, they leave many problems in their wake. Jesus doesn't, but they do. They're often busybodies. Let's visit First Timothy. 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 13. 5, verse 13. 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 13. And with all, they learn, L-E-A-R-N, to be idle, wandering about from house to house or cell phone to cell phone. And not only idle, but tattlers also. And busybodies speaking things which they ought not. Speaking things which they ought not. So there are things which ought to be spoken and things which ought not. And saints are to progressively learn the difference between the two and to respect that difference. 
Amen? Praise the Lord. Tattler, gossip monger, talebearer, none of these are God qualities. You know, if you're the person, there's a group standing there holding a conversation, and you firmly believe that you must be in it because you've got to know what's going on. You're a busybody. You don't know how to respect other people's private conversation, even if you are present. Somehow you've not mastered that. You've not learned that. You've not overcome the weakness of being a busybody. You see, some busybodies don't want to be left out of anything, even though they should not be included in everything. Amen. No, they are works of the carnal mind. All of these qualities are works of the carnal mind and the flesh. The Holy Spirit will not honor them, for they are not at all the fruit of the Spirit. This is the part that's supposed to be crucified with Christ. Amen? God teaches us to be slow to speak, slow, S-L-O-W, slow to speak. James chapter 1, verse 19. James chapter 1, verse 19. James chapter 1, verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear slow to, and slow to cop an attitude. Amen? Swift to hear, slow to speak. Amen? Acts chapter 19, verse 36. Acts, the book of Acts, or 19, verse 36. Acts, chapter 19, verse 36. This is a very important scripture. Amen? This is a very, very, very important scripture. Why? because it will keep you out of a world of trouble. Seeing then that these things cannot be spoken against, ye ought to be quiet and to do nothing rashly. Ye ought to be quiet. It says first to be quiet. Some people are still having a challenge with that. First, ye ought to be quiet. And then second, don't act rashly. Don't be in such a hurry. Don't be running out to say something or do something. Chill. Put your cell phone ice. Zip that thing. That's right. That's what God's saying. Got it? 
great. Now we can go to the next scripture. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 2. And I'm going to the second part of that scripture. He that hasteth with his feet sinneth. He that hasteth with his feet sinneth. You know, um, years ago, I recall this uh, situation. And Pastor Pat and I were out in the parking lot, and we were, we were talking between ourselves. And this third party came up, and instead of maintaining a respectful distance, honoring our private conversation, they come uh, marching right up like they're supposed to be a part of it. Can't have a conversation that I'm not in. This is a very insecure person. That's right. An extremely insecure person. Remember, God is teaching us to deal with all of our insecurities. Simply because people are talking and they did not include you in the conversation does not mean that they're necessarily talking about you or that you need to be privy to the conversation. Amen? Amen. It's important to learn to act like Jesus. Being hasty sometimes causes us to run out from under the Lord's protection. Being hasty. Being reckless, being careless, being thoughtless sometimes causes us to run out from under the Lord's protection, thereby making us the devil's next likely candidate to devour. That's what happens when you run under the the covering of the Lord, when you run from up under the Lord's protection, the devil's sitting right there waiting. Amen. And it's the truth. It's just the way it is. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. Amen. He that hath no rule, no governance over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. He that hath no rule no governing over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. When we refuse to allow God's spirit and God's peace to rule over our own spirit, we become defenseless. When we refuse 
to allow God's spirit and God's peace to rule over our own spirit, we become defenseless without walls of protection. You see, we've been talking about the Philippian scriptures, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report. We've been talking about that for a long time. But if we don't walk in it, we run from out from under God's protection because his word protects us. Amen? Those who are heady and high-minded will ignore this rebuke, but the result may be costly. The result may be costly. We are called to walk in the spirit of God so that we do not become overcome with chasing behind the wickedness of the carnal mind and the flesh. We are called to walk in the spirit so that we do not become overcome with chasing behind the wickedness of the carnal mind and flesh. Amen. Temperance, self-control is our aim. You know, sometimes we need to rebuke ourselves. Sometimes we need to rebuke ourselves. Some of us have very short attention spans. We need to work on that. And we cannot stay focused on what we need to be doing because we are constantly allowing our thoughts to take us off into another direction. We need to work on that. We need to overcome that because our world is not supposed to be run by our thoughts. Our world, our spirit man should be on top. Soulish man should be underneath. Our body should yield to the spirit of God in us. But you see, so many of us are ruled by our own feelings, our own thoughts, and our own judgment so that we don't have room for what God has to say because as far as we're concerned, this area is covered because we think this, that, and the other. We do ourselves a disservice. Amen. Self-control. Temperance is our aim, a reaction or response without due prayerfulness, forethought, or caution could cause disaster for many others as well as ourselves. 
a reaction or response without due prayerfulness, forethought, or caution could cause disaster for many others as well as ourselves. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. It's the truth. You see, there are some people, especially if they're in close relationship to you, and you just let any old thing fly out of your mouth because you feel, you think, you want, you suspect, and on and on and on, and you just let that barrage of junk come out of you. You will tear away the cords of love that they have in the relationship. You can destroy it with your mouth. And then you want to turn around and expect them to respond and react to you the way they once did. But they can't. They've been wounded. And you did it. You did it. You opened your mouth and you let out vicious words that hurt them and wounded them and maybe crippled them. And I'm sorry, doesn't fix all that. Amen. It's just, it's real world. It's a real word tonight, too. Amen. Haste is sometimes the result of angry impatience. That's why the scriptures tell us to be slow to wrath. Quick to hear, slow to wrath. Amen. Job chapter 14, verse 14. Mm. You know, some of us have this retaliatory part of us that we have not taken to the Lord and asked him to cleanse us of that. We want to retaliate so badly based on whatever it is we think that we just let any old thing fly. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to put us in check. We just let it rip. Well, we have to answer to God for that, to answer to God for this. Haste is sometimes the result of angry impatience. This saint is a lack of faith. All of this angry impatience. It's a lack of faith. That's what's underneath that. There's a weakness there because there's not sufficient faith there. Job chapter 14, verse 14. Job chapter 14, verse 14. Job chapter 14, verse 14. 
If a man die, shall he live again? Hmm. And then he says, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. I'm going to wait until it's the season and the right moment for my change. I'm not going to try to push it down the road. I'm not going to try to start it up in advance. I'm going to wait on God. Why? Because I honor God. I honor his decisions. I honor his provision for my life. God knows what's best for me. He knows when the right time is. If I push it, I will court my own failure. Only God knows the right time. We've read the scripture that says that our times and timing are in his hand. Well, why do you keep trying to get it back in your hand? Job clearly understood that circumstances do change in their own season. In the season that God has appointed, at the time that God has appointed, change comes. This gave Job hope. At the appointed time, God's change comes refuse to trust God to the end. They want a shortcut. They're looking for a shortcut for everything. A shortcut for fasting, a shortcut for praying, a shortcut for knowing God. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. No, they twist, they turn, and they confuse situations and make things worse. You know, there's some things, if you just leave them alone, they'll work themselves out. There are some things, if you just leave them alone, God will work them out. Amen? Amen. Pastors teaching, pay attention. Amen. There are some times you need to leave it alone. You lack the knowledge, the wisdom, and the love to do what God wants done. No, you're going to do what you think ought to be done. Well, that may not be what God wants done. And he might not want you to be the one to do it. Is it possible, church, that we can actually let God run his own kingdom? Is that possible? St. Job's attitude is an attitude of faith. Job clearly understood 
that circumstances do change in their own season. At the appointed time, God's change comes. Even though, even though words of caution are offered, some are so impatient and eager to change the prevailing winds that they won't trust God by waiting for him. That's very dangerous. That's extremely dangerous. Saints, oh, Lord. All right, the Holy Spirit says for me to share this with you. I know of a family where the mother was aged and she was in the process of of moving, of transitioning from this life to the next life. Everyone was at peace with it except one of her daughters. Ka, the hospice nurse, left the morphine there. You know, morphine slows down your heartbeat. She was constantly running in the room, giving her mother more morphine. I don't want her to be in any pain. Well, who said she was in any pain? She didn't indicate that she was. She was just being peaceful. Well, her daughter, who had no medical training at all, and not a whole lot of common sense either, decided that she was going to keep running in that room at all times of night and day, giving her mother all this morphine. So eventually the mother passed. But those of us who have a drop of common sense realize that she did not allow her mother to transition in God's timing. She cut it short by her own impatience. I've never shared that on the air before, but the Holy Spirit wanted me to share it. Amen. You know, it's interesting when you know that somebody has done this, then you have to forgive them. It's an interesting situation. It takes faith. Amen? Amen. Yes. Words of caution were offered to her, but she ignored them. She went on doing what she thought she ought to do. Amen. Even though words of caution are offered to them, they are so impatient and eager to change the prevailing winds that they won't trust God by waiting for him. They just won't. They just won't. Saints, 
We need to learn to trust God by waiting for him to work things out for us rather than us rushing in with our own way, making things worse than before. Unfortunately, too many of us refuse to learn this. Those who are prideful, self-sufficient, and headstrong experience difficulty in this area. They are tempted to walk in the idolatry of self-will. James chapter 4 verse 6. James 4 verse 6. Amen. Amen. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Amen? He gives grace to the humble. God's very serious about this. Yes, saints, we must learn to allow God to lead us every step of the way. Every single Move led by God. I'm going to read you, read to you rather, the words of this hymn. It's a very old hymn. In fact, it says the copyright is 1953. I am weak. And I need thy strength and power to help me over my weakest hour. Let me through the darkness thy face to see. Lead me, O Lord, lead me. Help me in the path of righteousness. Be my aid when Satan and sin oppress. I am putting all my trust in thee. Lead me, O Lord, lead me. I am lost. If you take your hand from me, I am blind without thy light to see. Lord, just always let me thy servant be. Lead me, O Lord, lead me. Lead me, guide me along the way. For if you lead me, I cannot stray. Lord, let me walk each day with thee. Lead me, O Lord, lead me. Yes, saints, we must learn to follow the Lord and wait for him 
and let him lead instead of acting impulsively or in hate. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12. The Gospel of John. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. It does not say he that runs ahead of Jesus. It says he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. Full of John, chapter 10, verse 14. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 14. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. And am, and am known of mine. Jesus says he's the good shepherd. He knows his sheep, and his sheep know him. True for you. Is that true for you? Verse 27, John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So if you're out there doing your own thing, following your own mind, your own will, your own emotions, you just disqualified yourself from being his sheep. If you're out there in the idolatry of self-will, you disqualified yourself as being his sheep because he said his sheep hear his voice, and he knows them, and they follow him. Amen? Psalm 23, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 23, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 23, beginning with verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. Leadeth. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. But he's not leading people that refuse to follow him. Amen. Those who truly love the Lord most follow him the closest. Follow.
follow him the closest. Revelation chapter 14, verse 4. Revelation chapter 14, verse 4. Revelation chapter 14, verse 4. I'm going to touch on one sentence in this passage, just one. Revelation chapter 14, verse, these are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. These are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. These are they which follow the Lamb. When God counsels us, it is to help us to avoid rash decisions. He tried to counsel Cain, but Cain would have none of it. So, you don't like how they said it? Humble yourself. When God is speaking, You should listen. When stress comes to tempt us, we should not panic nor act rashly. That's right. When stress comes to tempt us, we should not panic nor act rashly. Second Samuel chapter twenty two verse nineteen. Second Samuel chapter twenty two verse nineteen. Second Samuel two verse nineteen. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my David said that they came upon him in the day of his calamity, but the Lord was his salvation. The Lord was his salvation, not his self-reliance, not his own self-reliance, his lacking up to anyone. Nowhere in the Bible do you see Jesus lackeying up to anybody. So why is that so prevalent among the saints? Why is that so prevalent among the saints? You don't see Jesus lackeying up to anybody. Ecclesiastes. Chapter 7, verse 8. Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 8. And I'm going to go to the second part of this. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Somebody needs to highlight this. And the patient in spirit is better, the Bible says, 
than the proud in spirit. Luke chapter 21, verse 19. Luke chapter 21, verse 19. Luke chapter 21, verse 19. In your patience, possess ye your soul. In your patience, authority, dominion, and power over your own soul. Don't let it run you all over town. You confine it. You restrain it. You see, there are people who allow their emotions to take over, and and they act like they don't have any control. But that is not the truth. They do have control. They let their mouths say anything, and they pretend that they have no control, but that's not the truth. They do. They let their thoughts go anywhere and do anything. They let their attitudes display any way, and they pretend that they have no control, but they do. You have the Holy Spirit. You have some control. You need to use it. Amen? And that's just the truth. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. 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 Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Rejoice, patient, stay in prayer. Rejoice, be patient, stay in prayer. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews. Chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 12. That ye be not slothful. Don't be slothful, don't be lazy, don't be uh, dragging behind with what God wants you to do. But followers of them who through faith and patience, faith and patience, faith and patience, inherit the promises. Because you will not get them trying to use one and not the other. You have to follow through with God. You must have the faith, and you must exhibit the patience to inherit the promise. Amen? And that's the way it works. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 35. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 35. Hebrews Chapter 10, beginning with verse 35. 
cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Don't go to flinging your trust, your confidence, your belief in what God has promised out the window. Reel it back in and don't fling it out there anymore. Why? Because it has great recompense of reward. There's a reward for hanging on to it. For ye have need of patience. If you waited for five minutes, that's not long. After ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. God determines the For ye have need. You see, you have a need to be patient. It's not just a nice little quality. No, you have a need. You have need of patience that after you've done God's will, you'll receive the promise. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. But if you're going to walk in the flesh, the last part applies, and ye would not, because that's how the flesh behaves. Amen? Some of us saints are still in the same mess that we were in years ago. We have grown and improved, but we still need to ditch the doubt and learn to trust God completely. It's just that simple. Whatever it takes for you to trust God completely, do it. Demonstrate your faith in God, your confidence in God. If you are confused, stop and pray. God is not the author of confusion. He didn't lead you into confusion. You wandered into it. Be aware, saints, that sometimes acting or speaking on impulse can be prompted by the devil. How do I know? How do I know if I'm being prompted by the devil or if this is God telling me to say something? I'll give you the answer. Still yourself before God. Shut you down. Unplug you before the presence of the Holy One. Bind every thought in Jesus' name and wait for him. If you keep binding the thought and it begins to dissipate, it's not God. We've tried to teach you this before, but you've got to want to learn it. We can say the same things over and over, but you've got to want to do it. 
It's not going to jump off the page and grab you and say, here I am. No, you actually have to do it. You actually have to perform the word of God. And no one can get you to do it but you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for his holy word and what he's had to say to us tonight. He expects us to do this work. Well, I'll get to it in the morning. No, he expects us to start right now. Amen? He expects us to start right now. Father, we want to thank you for speaking to us, for correcting us, for teaching us, for developing our faith tonight. It's impossible to go through life without your wisdom, your counsel, and your word to our everyday situations. We want to thank you. We now better understand what you are expecting of us. And we ask for the grace to do that that you have called us to do in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Argentina's labor unions have called for a mass strike on Wednesday to protest the economic forums introduced by President Javier Millet. Labor unions representing workers in various industries, including transportation, construction, and the public sector, are set to march in Buenos Aires. There will be at least 200,000 marching, and I believe the strike will be total, Mr. Martinez says, who's the leader of Argentina's Construction Workers Union. And he told the Financial Times this ahead of the protest. He believes that the government is breaking the social contract with its new reforms, and that the strike might convince lawmakers to block the measures and start negotiating alternative ways to support the economy. Mm-hmm. Amen. We did not choose this path, but unfortunately they gave us no alternative. We are aware that inflation needs to come down. We are embarrassed to have a country with this level of poverty, but we can't accept that the cost of reaching economic stability falls solely on the backs of workers and the middle class, he stated. Shortly after the president took office in December, his government unveiled a series of some 300 shocks therapy measures aimed at overhauling the country's economy and reining in public spending. The reform slashed worker protections, deregulated industries, 
and cut industry and transportation subsidies, among other things. The austerity program is aimed at lifting the country out of a severe economic crisis during which annual inflation has surpassed 200% and more than 40% of Argentinians are now living in poverty. Despite the harsh criticism and protest, the president has so far stood by his new policies, warning that it will take time for results to be seen. He criticized the organizers of the strike earlier this week, accusing them of trying to keep the country in backwardness in the past and in decadence. While he wants to adopt a model that will place Argentina on the path to being developed. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. You know, saints, when it's time for change, there's a price to be paid for it. If you're in debt, there's a price you pay to get out of debt. You cannot continue to spend the same rate you've been spending all of this time. You must have cutbacks. And while they may be difficult and unpleasant to experience, they are necessary for you to thrive. Amen? So God is telling us that we're going to have to deal with our mouths. So, whether it's comfortable or not, we must do it. We must do what the Lord has said to do. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Lebanese foreign minister Abadallah Abu Habib has warned West Jerusalem against engaging in a war with his country. After the Israel Defense Forces, IDF, chief of staff claimed that the possibility of a conflict with Beirut has grown. On Monday, he said he held talks with Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov at the UN headquarters in New York. The latter stressed that the involvement of other countries, including Lebanon, in the fighting between Israel and the Palestinian armed group Hamas would be unacceptable. Following the meeting, Lebanon's top diplomat was asked by journalists about the possibility of a conflict with Israel. I hope they, the Israelis, understand that a war with Lebanon won't be a picnic for them, he replied. Last week, the IDF chief of staff claimed that the possibility of a conflict with Beirut in the coming months is much higher than it was in the past. Israeli forces are increasing readiness for fighting in Lebanon. We have a lot of lessons from the fighting in Gaza, he said, while attending 
the IDF drills simulating an offensive against the Jewish state's northern neighbor. IDF commanders have made similar statements since the start of the operation in Gaza in response to the incursion into Israel by Hamas on October 7th. Mr. Habib noted, stressing that we don't welcome such rhetoric. There have been almost daily exchanges of fire between the Israeli military and Lebanon's Hezbollah in the border area in recent months, with the group saying that its actions are aimed at tying up IDF forces to prevent their deployment to Gaza. In early January, Hamas deputy deputy leader Al-Arori was killed in an alleged Israeli drone strike in Beirut, and Hezbollah vowed revenge for his death. On Tuesday, the Lebanese foreign minister also gave an interview to Russia One TV, expressing hope that Russia would play an important role in reducing the growing tensions in the Middle East. A war is currently being waged between Israel and Hamas, and armed clashes with the Israeli army in southern Lebanon are taking place. But I know that if there is any opportunity for peace, Russia will work toward establishing peace in any case, he said. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The Rutherford Institute is warning against a growing cancel culture mindset within government agencies across the political spectrum that seeks to censor, ostracize, and shun those with opposing, disfavored, or politically unpopular viewpoints. Let me say that again. There is a growing cancel culture mindset within government agencies across the political spectrum that seeks to censor, ostracize and shun those with opposing, disfavored, or politically unpopular viewpoints. Weighing in before the U.S. Supreme Court with an amicus brief in NRA of AM versus Bolo, the Rutherford Institute fire the National Coalition Against Censorship and the First Amendment Lawyers Association are challenging efforts by a New York State regulator to circumvent the First Amendment and indirectly penalize the National Rifle Association by pressuring regulated insurance companies to disassociate from and stop offering certain services to the pro-gun advocacy group. Knowing what we know about the government's tendency to attach its own labels to behavior and speech 
that challenges its authority, these efforts to ostracize those with politically unpopular viewpoints should be cause for alarm across the entire political spectrum, said constitutional attorney John W. Whitehead, president of the Rutherford Institute and author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People. Whatever government-driven censorship we tolerate now, are destined to serve us as the building blocks for greater acts of tyranny. In October 2017, the New York State Department of Financial Services opened an investigation into an NRA-endorsed insurance program called CarryGuard, which provided coverage for losses caused by licensed firearm use including criminal defense costs resulting from the intentional use of a firearm in wrongdoing, which was a violation of New York law. DFS Superintendent Maria Volo met with one of the insurance companies under investigation, which was facing millions in fines and explained how the company could come into compliance, including by no longer providing insurance to gun groups like the National Rifle Association. Volo also sought the company's aid in DFS's campaign against gun groups following the February 2018 school shooting in Parkland, Florida. Later, Volo called upon banks and insurance companies doing business in New York to consider the risks, including reputational risks, which might arise from doing business with the NRA, urging them to join others that had discontinued their associations with the NRA. Multiple entities publicly severed their ties or determined not to do business with the NRA. In response, the NRA filed a First Amendment lawsuit against Volo. While the district court would have allowed that claim to proceed to trial, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals ordered the case to be dismissed, noting that government officials can address issues of public concerns as long as they do not use their regulatory powers to coerce entities into refraining from public speech. The Second Circuit concluded that Volo did not appear to have crossed the line between proper attempts to convince and improper attempts to coerce. But pointing to Volo's words, the perception of a threat for companies continuing to do business with the NRA and the power of DFS's regulatory authority as factors showing improper coercion to indirectly censor the NRA. The MCI are urging the Supreme Court to make clear that government officials cannot sidestep the First Amendment by framing censorship demands as informal, Robert Corn Revere, Ronald G. London, 
Will Creeley, and Joshua A. House with fire advance the arguments in the amicus brief in NRA versus Bullock. The Rutherford Institute, a nonprofit civil liberties organization, provides legal assistance at no charge to individuals whose constitutional rights have been threatened or violated and educates the public on a wide spectrum of issues affecting their freedom. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning data privacy within the automotive industry was analyzed in a recent report by Kaspersky. According to the report, 72% of drivers are uncomfortable with the idea of automakers sharing their data with third parties. 87% of survey participants said that automakers should be required to delete their data upon request, and 28% said they have some idea kind of data their car collects. 71% of drivers even said that they would consider buying an older car or one with less technology in order to protect their privacy and security. More than three-quarters of drivers expressed concern when presented with research findings showing that zero out of 25 research car brands met the minimum security criteria. 48% said they used either Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, while 33% don't have it and 19% have it but choose not to use it. Privacy experts say avoiding these services is one way to prevent data collection. Meanwhile, 20% of drivers said they don't use Bluetooth in the car. 42% of those who do use Bluetooth said they choose not to share their phone's address book with their car. When asked why they think automakers might be collecting data about them without being limited to a single answer, half, 49.5%, said they think it's to sell it to sell it to it to advertisers or other third parties, while 40% think it's to share with insurance companies. 30% think it's for safety and 27% think it is to provide better customer service. 12% said they don't know, and 8% said they don't think automakers are collecting their data. Well, they need to wake up because they surely are. While drivers worried about how their data is handled, 42% of respondents said they're worried about the car collecting their personal data in the first place. 42%. The level of concern was greatest among 18 to 24-year-olds, 52%, compared with just 33% among those 55 and over. Young drivers were also the most likely, 81%, to say they would consider buying an older car or one with less technology in order to protect their privacy. 
So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning leaked Pfizer contract revealed that government surrendered their citizens legal rights in exchange for access to a failed mRNA gene therapy that was once labeled the miracle cure to COVID-19. Again, leaked Pfizer contracts revealed that government surrendered their citizens' legal rights in exchange for access to a failed mRNA gene therapy that was once labeled the miracle cure to COVID-19. European members of Parliament have voted to keep its contracts with Pfizer and other COVID-19 vaccine companies a secret, successfully blocking public access to vital data regarding the EU's dealings with shady big pharma enterprises. The scandal began when news surfaced that Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the European Commission, had negotiated a back-channel mRNA injection deal with Pfizer's Albert Borla, which reaped massive profits for the pharmaceutical company. Hmm. Really? So Mammon's in this? Of course he is. The EU-Pfizer contract saga, which came to be known as Pfizergate in the European media, allowed for Pfizer to reportedly take on zero vaccine injury risk through an uncompetitive, clandestine negotiation that immensely enriched the pharma giant. Their center-right European People's Party made up the greatest coalition of no votes, followed by the centrist Renew Party and the center-left Progressive Alliance of Socialists and Democrats. These parties, by and large, represent the interests of the Davos class. We know who they are. With no room for serious debate about the major issues that concern Europe. There was much more ideological diversity in the parties that failed to pass the motion. The right-wing Eurosceptic European conservatives and reformists and identity and democracy parties voted for the transparency measures. So, too, did the Socialists, the Left, and the Greens Party. Non-attached independent members also almost unanimously supported the measures. Previously, Pfizer contracts have revealed that governments had effectively surrendered their citizens' legal rights in exchange for access to what was once labeled as something akin to a miracle cure. In country after country, Pfizer was provided complete legal indemnity without the consent of the people, without the consent of the people. 
Now, with the miracle cure declarations revealed as a massive fraud upon humanity, lawmakers in Europe and around the world want to sweep their dealings with Pfizer under the rug. And no doubt Mr. Fossey is one of them. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen? Amen. Brother Marshall, it's time to pray. Amen. Men ought always to pray and not to think. Oh, Father, I'm glad that you're on the throne and Jesus isn't biting his nails. And you're a very present help in time of trouble. He said, call upon me the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Not just the people in Europe, not just the people in Argentina, every nation. Every nation, but those in need, Father God, need your help. Thank you that your arm is not too short to save. And you said, if two of you on earth agree touching anything you ask, it shall be done to my Father, which is in heaven. So we ask for your help and intervention for every one of these situations in Jesus' name. All these different situations that Brother Bill was so kind to post, and Pastor Sabrina was so nice to read through, including what's going on in Argentina, Father God, in Jesus' name. People don't always see it eye to eye. Not everybody knows how to hold every thought captive. And we're all learning, hopefully. But, Father God, there's some people in some situations that haven't learned that just yet, Father God. So I ask you to have mercy on them. You said the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men. I have to teach in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves that God for eventual will grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they recover themselves from the snare of the devil. Those in every nation, every situation, not just in, not just in Europe with this business with Pfizer, uh, and in this country, every country probably, many countries, at least some of the countries in Africa were a little bit uh, more reluctant to sign on to this, Father God. Mm. But, Father God, we ask for your help, Father God, particularly those in authority. He said, pray for all those in authority that may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And I don't really know what's going on in Argentina. Maybe the people there think they've got it all figured out. But you're the only one who really knows each one's heart and why these things are going on, Father God. Why these things are going on, this is an interesting time, Father God. We ask for your help in Jesus' name for all those that are struggling, especially those that are struggling with feeling peace about the future, Father God. Some people, especially men, have a tendency to look at their job as though that provides them their identity and their, their financial security and all the rest of it. But these are challenging times, Father. And you said, we, we brought nothing into this world and certainly we can take nothing out. So what people call money, whether it's pesos or dollars or whatever currency, euros, they really don't ma- matter. It's a man, it's a created item. It's not a God-created thing. But Father God, all that you created can be preserved and can, can last. And why do you give people the power to get wealth? Just to keep your keep your covenant, to keep your your uh, covenant with mankind, Father God, if we will just seek ye first the kingdom of God. So, Father, we ask you to help all those in every situation, Father God, including with this proposed austerity program in, in a country that's already struggling, Father God, and that there may be other austerities in different areas, Father God, including those in 
that are seriously struggling in the Middle East, Father God, especially in the West Bank and, and other areas, Father God. But now in Lebanon, Father God, we ask for your help. We know that you talk about some of these things, Father God, in the book of Revelation, that there'll be all kinds of wars and rumors of wars, and, <laughs> and they're still going on. You said we're not supposed to be troubled by these things. You talk about it in uh, in Luke chapter 21. Sabrina read a little something from Luke 21 tonight. In your patience possess your souls. Seven very key words. We have to be patient to possess our souls. Because who do our souls belong to? The one who purchased them, the Lord Jesus. So, Father, for those people in the Middle East, in Lebanon in particular, we ask you to help them to turn to the creator of them, the creator of their hearts and their souls and their physical bodies and their spirit man. Father God, we ask you to draw many in the valley of decision to the Lord Jesus. You said when their eyes turn to the Lord, when their hearts turn to the Lord, you said for the Jewish people, then they will come to know you, Lord. A lot of people who call themselves Jewish may not be, Father. They may be uh, because they said their parents were Jewish, but you know, some people have called themselves Christians in this nation because their parents were Christian, or at least they thought they were. But Father God, you look at the heart. We ask you to save all those in harm's way, Father God, including all their children, because you don't want one of these children to perish, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for giving the leader of uh, Lebanon the ability to watch his mouth. (laughs) His death and life is in the power of the tongue. And we thank you, Father God. Help the people in Israel to not be presumptuous and not rush headlong into conflicts, Father God. They've already been kind of busy in that area, it appears. I could be wrong. Maybe Hamas was not funded and endorsed by the Israeli government or Mossad or any other intelligence agency. Maybe it was just a, it just sprung up naturally on its own. Maybe they only have interest in protecting their people from that region. Maybe. Then again, maybe not. Father God, we ask for your divine help in Jesus' name, including the issues with what's being done to ostracized people that are not um, politically currently in favor, including those associated with wanting to protect the Second Amendment's right, including the NRA, Father God, National Rifle Association, Father God. And we ask, Father God, for your help, your adjudication, because the most high rule of the kingdom of men and give it to whomsoever he will, Father God. You said that you gave Jesus all power in heaven and earth, and you did. And he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And you said... Unto us, a ch- uh, as it says in Isaiah 9, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. might not have happened just yet, but it's coming pretty soon. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Oh, Jesus, make peace by the blood of your course. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. We thank you for your zeal, Lord Jesus. We ask you to protect the people of every nation, including the United States, from overreach of those who think they're in power and authority. And we thank you, Father God, for those people that uh, have, have gone to their little cult group meetings, their Masonic lodges or whatever, and they come away thinking, well, yeah, we've got this plan. we got it all together on an international scale. We're going to take over all the nations and create a new world government. It's going to be fabulous. Father God, you laugh at them. You laugh at those people that think they know what they're doing. You said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine the vain thing? 
like it says somewhere in Psalm 2, Father God, in Jesus' name, and repeat it over in Acts chapter 4, because what are they doing? They're railing against you, Father, and the Anointed One, your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He that sitteth in the heavens, what's he going to do? Shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Lord, you said, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, the utmost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces as a potter's vessel. And you tell us as your kings and priests, Be wise now, therefore, O you kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. We think of the instructions Pastor Sabrina has given us tonight from your word. Serve the Lord with fear, holy, holy reverence. And rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and you perish on the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So we put our trust in you, Lord, as we come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace in time of need for all these different situations, Father God, including what they're trying to do to silence people that want to keep the First Amendment, and not to mention the Second Amendment intact, those who want to keep personal privacy, including people who happen to be privileged enough to buy a newer car. They think they are anyway. They don't realize there's a little uh, trap there. It looks so nice and shiny, kind of like a lobster pot. And little lobsters, ooh, that looks yummy. Let's run in there and get some of that. Hey, how do I get out of this? Father God, all those people that have been bewitched and trapped and ensnared in these different devices, whatever, not just the new cars with the connections to their cell phones, but Father God, all the different devices that have little hidden traps. We ask you to deliver us from every hidden trap and plan and scheme of the enemy, Father God, to try and steal people's privacy, trying to steal people's identity, trying to control people against their will, trying to figure out where everybody is and what they're doing every moment of the day, moment by moment, in Jesus' name. We ask for your divine help and intervention for all these adjudications, Father God, as we come boldly before your throne of grace in agreement with all the saints, Father God, because Jesus said, if two of you on earth are going to touch anything else, it shall be done to my Father, which is in heaven. So, Father God, you said, Jesus said, the things I have done, you will do in greater things than these. You said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Not only in Matthew 16, 19, but Matthew 18, 18. So Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Sent to kill, steal, and to destroy. From our position, see in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, we know further flow of power, communication with the demons of the second heavens to the demons on earth, pertaining to all those who have interceded for. Not just in Europe, but the Pfizer business, those that are being exposed, Father, we thank you for bringing it to light. You're not going to let them hide it under the carpet. Father, you're going to let them hide it at all. We thank you for bringing all these things to light, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we give you praise and honor and glory for what you're doing. You said we're not supposed to be worried or concerned or afraid about what's going on, Father God, because you know exactly what's going on. And you said, fear them not, therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Well, there's some people that didn't know they're getting advice from people they thought they were giving good advice. Oh, this is a great drug. This is going to really help people. Except it was not really properly tested. And when it was tested, the animals didn't do well. Uh, didn't do well at all. So, Father God, a lot of people are really quick to trust somebody who's in authority. But my doctor said, my politician said, my king said, my priest said. 
So, Father God, we ask you to deliver people from idolatry, whatever it is, and all vestiges and forms of ungodly control, and to be able to actually hold every thought captive in Jesus' name, and not just say, oh, but it, it's, they sell it at the grocery store. It must be healthy. Or they sell it at the, oh, you can go get it at, at your local Walgreens or your local whatever drugstore, and it, it's got to be good because, oh, they're going to give you a, a special deal if you get your, your flu shot or whatever the next jab is. Father, get to protect us against whatever new variant they're coming out with. Father, we ask you to grant your people the gifts of discernment, Father, because the Holy Ghost gives gifts according to his will, especially in the body of Christ. The gifts of discernment to acknowledge the truth that we will recover ourselves from any and every snare of the devil. Satan, you're bound. All your unleashes are bound. Every spirit of mammon is bound. Every spirit of ungodly fear is bound. Every spirit of ungodly manipulation, psychological warfare bound, including all those behind the same agendas that they used by the Nazis, the same agendas that they used by those in uh, different communist nations, Father God, to tell the people, oh, you're special. This is the be-. like Albania. They told them they are the best nation in the world, and they were just dirt poor, struggling to get by, didn't have seen bananas in 50 years, Father God, until they opened to the West. And what's the United States rushing into? Not just a little bit of socialism. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver the people from all these people of the uh, global uh, corporate government uh, blending, homogenizing of things into what looks kind of like fascism, Father God. Maybe it's not, but maybe it is. So, Father, we ask you to deliver us from every plan and scheme of the enemy, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we ask you, Father God, to help those that have been bewitched in the past, with those with the leaders, to grant them the gift of repentance if they can receive it. Some of them are very well-known people. Some of them may have had ancestors who were real Christians, Father God. We ask you to send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, Father God, to those that need it. Satan, you're bound. Every underling is bound, coming from all sources, including from the covens, and every place people have gathered to cast ungodly spirits, send voodoo pens and every other thing against the body of Christ. They're all returnedly sinful to his spirits and sent them. Do those spirits and tend to us. Rend unto our neighbors, sinful in their bosom, their reproach, where they reproach the Lord in Jesus' name because of the bloody covenant. And you know how to deal with each and every one of these things, Father God. And there are some people that cannot repent. Because they've fully sold their souls out to the devil, Father God. And you know who they are. And I don't claim to know who they are, Father God. But you said in your word in Psalm 37, beginning of verse 14, The wicked have drawn out the sword. They've bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart. That's what your word says, Lord. Their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bow shall be broken. You said a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord upholdeth the righteous. Well, Lord, we think that none of us are righteous apart from the blood of Jesus. And until we've actually repented and renounced of our sins, because kind of like he says, just says, God is light, and he has no darkness at all. So, Father God, you said if, if we repent of our sins and ask Jesus to come live in our hearts, then that light comes into us. Light is stone for the righteous. You're the best farmer, the best seed sower there's ever been. You like to sow righteousness into our heart. Like hearing about, uh, was it James one nineteen? So, Father God, that we will watch over our mouths, be careful about what we say. But, Father God, some of these politicians have made wild claims, and not to mention some from the pharmaceutical industry, in Jesus' name. Oh, it's safe and effective. It's all wonderful, including those in Europe, Father God. And now they've been found out. And, Father God, you know what happens to people when they're found out. They try to hide things. That's when people on the evening news, when people used to listen to that stuff, 
They, 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 if somebody was arrested because they were caught doing nasty things, they tried to hide their faces, Father God. And you said in your word that, that some people have tried to hide their faces with masks and a few other things, trying to hide their faces, trying to hide them, some of those from the global elite, trying to hide their identity. But, well, Father, we thank you for exposing what's really, really, really going on, Father God, in Jesus' name. But a lot of people have done that, Lord. Where is that, Lord? Psalm, no, Isaiah 53. It says in verse 3, Isaiah 53, We hid as our were our faces from him, from who? From the Creator, God. He was despised and we esteemed him not. A lot of people don't really realize that Jesus is alive right now. And he has all power in heaven and in earth. Just like it says in Matthew 28, 18. In Jesus, and he has all power in heaven and earth. And Father God's given him the name is above every name. That is, the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Even Satan's knee. Every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God, the Father. Yes, including Obama. The knee must bow. Everyone behind all the little puppet masters, all those different puppet masters, different layer, layers, they're all their, the Committee of 300, all those from the Illuminati, their knees are all going to have to bow because they're all going to meet the Lord Jesus. Maybe they're not going to meet him in the air before they go to heaven. They might meet him in some other way, Father God. Father God, ask for your divine help and intervention, Father God. And you said when your judgments on the earth will, people will learn righteousness. It says that somewhere in Isaiah, I think it's 20, chapter 26. Father, your judgments are coming on the earth. There have been an increasing number of earthquakes and other things, Father God, and, and uh, horrendous things happening, Father God, in, not just in the Middle East, in many nations, Father God. And we ask for your divine help, Father God, including those who were bewitched and be, be not just in Europe. How about in, in, in Israel? It's the most jab nation on earth. Those people in Israel that were forced to get the jab, Father God, and, and their health outcomes have not been necessarily beneficial. And those in England and other nations, Father God. Father, you can change everything. And I've heard about some saints who said if they just get people to repent for getting into idolatry and taking the job, Father God, that, that you give them the opportunity to, re, to reboot their bodies, Father God, kind of like re, re, getting their computer to work again, Father God. And then, yes, there are some natural things that can help. And, yes, there are some even things from the pharmaceutical industry that have been safe and effective for 65 years. That could help, Father God. But, Father God, people first have to get down on their knees and repent for idolatries. Father God, we ask you to pour forth of your spirit, even as you promised. You said, in the last days I'll pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and young men will see visions, and my handmaids and my servants. In those days shall I pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Give each one a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, and especially all the descendants and family members of every believer, some that have been listening to other voices. Oh, but it says on YouTube, it says on this thing, it says on that thing, there's some voices that have nice Christian music and other things. There's some other voices that have other agendas, Father God, including those coming from mm, different global groups, Father God, including the, those that are funded by Pfizer and others, Father God, and all those that are not funded by Pfizer, Father God. Some of them are struggling, and, and you, they need your help financially, Father God. Those that are trying to expose what's going on in the world. And we ask you to help those, Father God, and send your angels to watch over all of your servants, all those fighting for the truth as best they know how, Father God, in Jesus' name. Some of them are doctors. Some of them are scientists. There have been a lot of people who have been ostracized. And you said that that would happen. 
You said all people would hate us for your namesake, Father God, that we shouldn't be particularly surprised, but it's not much fun. But, Father God, we ask you to protect them and help them, Father God. You said call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. And we thank you for your divine help and intervention and protection, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you. We give you praise and honor and glory, Lord. And you redeem us. You know how to redeem us, Father God. And you have already redeemed those who look to you, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. Why did he hang on the tree? Why did he take our cup of cursing? Because he loves us. Because he loves his heavenly Father. And he didn't really want as a man to go and go take all of Marshall's sins, let alone everyone else's in his own body on that tree. But he did for the joy that was set before him, for the body of Christ, that the people in Argentina and in Europe and the United States and every nation and all those people flooding in from different nations across the northern and particularly the southern border into this country, and not just this country, many nations in Europe had people flooding from other countries, Father God. And now they want to try and dislodge the people out of the West Bank, Father God. And very, very, very sad, Father God. We ask you to protect all the children. You say you don't even want one of these little ones to perish. That's your will, Father God. And put it in We ask that your divine help and intervention, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for doing so, Father. We give you praise and honor and glory for what you're doing and going to do. Because you made us joint heirs with Christ. And you said, come about that in your word. Let the saints be joyful in glory. You mean supposed to rejoice always? Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. That's not necessarily a sword of steel. It might be the sword of the Spirit in Psalm 49, verse 6. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. To bind their kings with chains, their nobles with fetters of iron. Interesting how many people have just disappeared and abdicated from their thrones and their positions and, re- and stepped down. The head of JetBlue stepped down. Some of the nobility in Europe stepped down. I think they know that there's going to be military tribunals coming. I think some of them don't want to be in the crosshairs when this is coming down, Father God. To execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. We thank you for divine judgment and intervention, Father God for each and every one of these situations, Father God, in Jesus' name. Help me, Father, in Jesus' name. Help me, Father, in Jesus' name. Yes, we speak blindness to our enemy, muteness to the enemy, and may only hear what Jesus wants them to hear. Thank you for giving your angels charge over each of us. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in this city, in different cities. Hopefully it hasn't come to this city just yet, at least not on a wide scale, Father God. But you said you're going to protect us from the violent man over in um, Psalm 18, as we call upon your name, Father, in, in Jesus' name. Thank you for sending Jesus in your name. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. For it is God that avenges me, and subdueth the people under me. He delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Kind of a thank you for raising me up into the third heaven, Father God. Raise me up against those that 
Those that rise up against me, thou hast delivered me from the violent man. You can read that again. Psalm 48. Psalm 18, verse 48. He delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Has this ever happened before? There was a man from Nepal who grew up as a Hindu and became a Christian. A real Christian. Not a little social butterfly Christian, a sincere follower of Christ. And he was put in prison because he changed his religion, which was against the law in those days. And man came, man came with a rifle to kill him. said, if you don't come out with a jailbreak with us, we're going to shoot you right now. And he didn't quote uh, Isaiah 54, 17, but he knew it. I'm sure he must have known. He said, no weapon formed against thee will prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. But this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And the righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Thank you for rendering unto man your righteousness. Thank you for the abundance of gifts, the abundance of grace, and the gift of righteousness by the blood of Jesus. Well, Pram, he just spoke to the man very calmly, and he said, you're wasting valuable time. When you're trying to get out of this jail, they were making a jailbreak, he, didn't, he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, you want me to leave? He was listening to the Lord. He wasn't listening to the man with the rifle pointing in his face. No, he was listening to the Lord. The Lord said, I don't want you to leave the jail. So he had to stay and finish his term so we can go back out and preach the good news, the gospel in Nepal to all those hungry, hungry people that didn't know the truth, Father God. So he stayed calmly, and the man's rifle didn't work. So the violent man came to harm him, but he couldn't harm him, Father God. And you're no respect of persons. There was a man came to harm uh, Albert Lupinus, Father God, but you protected him, Father God. And many, many people tried to harm Pat Holiday, Father God, but you spoke to her by your spirit. And the man that came and shoved, the, there was a shotgun in her belly, and she just smiled at him. She said, I bind the spirits in you. She, she, said, she loved the man, but she bound the spirits in him. And those people that are in the miracle in the chat, miracle in that church chat room that are binding spirits that lift a whole bunch of initials, because we all realize they are, they are binding the, the demons that are in those people represented by the initials, not the man. We don't bind human beings. No, no, no. We, we, we lose the conviction of the Holy Ghost. But we bind every demon and every ungodly spirit trying to confuse people, can, uh, spirits of mammon, spirits of perversion, every spirit of lust of flesh, lust of the pride of life, every spirit of rebellion. We cancel our assignment, especially to all the descendants of every believer. In Jesus' name, because whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. We thank you for loosing your obedient angels, Father God, to watch over all those that are and will be members of the body of Christ. Even as Jesus was talking about over in Matthew, where is that? Matthew twenty six fifty three. Thank you for giving your angels charge over all those in harm's way, Father God, in every nation, Father God, including those in Lebanon, Father God, and those innocents in Israel, Father God. They're not all in cahoots with the, the just like in this country, the United States. So some people actually love the Lord Jesus, Father, and there are other people that are serving a different God, Father God. Maybe it's the God from whatever vault idol group they're associated with. But you said in Matthew twenty six fifty three. Jesus speaking, thinkest thou not that I can now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me over, give me more than 12 legions of angels? And Jesus said over in, uh, in John 14, 12, the things I have done you will do, and greater things than these. So we thank you, Father. There are more with us than with them. Just like you said over in Second Kings chapter 6, thank you for giving angels charge for all, this, all the benefits of Psalm 91 over each of us. And you talk about your angels in there too, Father God. Where is that? Second Kings 6? 16. And the answer is, fear not. Yeah, fear is the opposite of faith. We don't want to go down that road. Fear not, 
for they to be with us are more than they to be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. So, Father, we thank you for giving the angels charge over all of your servants, and he that dwelleth in the secret place. Your name is Pele, your name is Secret. And your father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And just like you said in Judges, what was that, uh, 13 something or other, 13, 18, maybe it is. What, he said, why askest thou after my name, seeing it is secret? And you said in the book of Revelation, his name is secret. is a name that no man knows but him, he himself. That he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord, and we all save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress for all the saints and all that coming into the body of Christ, including all the descendants of every believer and all the family members of every, every believer coming into the body of Christ in this time, because you said where the people are going to learn righteousness when you see your judgments, Lord. And he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, not just visit, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord as my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the north and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. And that buckler goes all the way around, protects our backsides too. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Uh-oh. There's a reward of the wicked. Better not be a wicked anymore. I've been there for a long time. But not any, well, I just, I'm being changed. I keep remaining, continuing to die daily. There's a reward of the wicked. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high the habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. Thank you, giving your beating angels, warning angels charge over each of us, Father, God, making them accountable in the name of Jesus. To keep thee in all thy ways, that shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. And thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, thou shalt trample under feet. Because he set his love upon me, because she, because each of us have set our love upon you, Lord, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Thank you for showing us your salvation, Lord. And we claim all the benefits also of Psalm 121, even when we're traveling and out and about, particularly with the full moon coming up shortly in Jesus. Because we're, we're not um, lunatics, we thank you for that, Lord. We, we, we not receive the spirit of ungodly fear, the spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. I will lift up mine eyes unto the Lord. Unto what? Unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Amen. He shall preserve thy soul. 
thank you, Lord, for preserving each of our souls, because you purchased us with your own blood. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. And we thank you for doing so, Lord. We bind all the marine spirits, curses, asthmas, asthmas, incubus, cyclos, all the water dried up, and the marine spirits dried up. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you.